High Well Trust podcast presented by Roshin O'Hagan and Jared Dean. Welcome to episode one of the Hollywell podcast. My name is Jared Dean and I'm joined by Roshin O'Hagan. So Hollywell Trust is a community development, community relations organisation that's been operating in the city of Derry since 1988. And we do a range of projects and programmes and we're going to reflect that work through this podcast. Tell us a bit more about the work that the Trust actually does. Well, we're engaged in a whole series of things. It's like, as you well know, Rushing, there's the Civic Activism Project that you're involved in. We're coming up on a few new initiatives like the Stew that we're going to talk about later on today. We've been co-funded through the Community Relations Council to do community relations work. So we do things like human libraries, a whole range of community relations events, city centre forums, things like that. We're also the lead partner of the Diverse City Community Partnership, which is based out of the Hollywell Building on Bishop Street. And we want to use this podcast to showcase the work that, as well as Hollywell Trust, the work of our partners. Mm-hmm. So we have nine partner organisations, but there's up to, I think, 26 organisations that use this place as home. Over the next number of episodes, we'll be showcasing the work that each of those gets involved in supporting the local community. Some of the features that we're going to have as part of our podcast as well. So we're looking at our partners. We're going to look at some upcoming events and opportunities. Look at some lectures, feature publications. And later on in this podcast, we're going to hear from Eamon Baker, who's going to talk about the Hollywell Testimony Series as well. There's a lot of stuff happening from here. We really want people to be engaged and aware of the work that's happening. This is the way that we're going to do it. So when will the podcast actually go out then? This is the first of them, obviously, and it goes out every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. There's going to be this main podcast, which has the the main features on it, but we'll also have special podcasts coming out. So there's a testimony series that Eamon will talk about soon. The Civic Conversations, as you know, the focus on the Northwest Civic Activism Project. So people can expect to hear regular updates then about Yeah, the that's every couple of weeks. People get a chance to hear about what's happening from here, what it is that we're doing, and how they can get involved and maybe play an active role. So we're going to hear now in a wee minute from Emma Baker. This Thursday, the Highwell Trust podcast presents the first of its testimony series with Eamon Becker. Today's interviewee is Seamus Heaney. What you will hear from Seamus is the impact of the conflict, troubles or the war in the lives of the Heaney family and the wider community. All of that kind of made me feel a desire for, I don't know if I would call it now uh, revenge, although I think an element of it was revenge. Uh, I think a big part of it was just the need to see some form of justice, some kind of atonement for what had been done to me as an individual, to my family, and to what I would see as our community, our society, as a whole, you know, as a consequence of historical injustice. We stay up to date with all new episodes from the Hollywell Trust podcast and testimony series. Follow us on soundcloud.com, search for Hollywell Trust, or subscribe to us on iTunes. Again, find Hollywell Trust. Okay, Eamon. Brilliant to have you come and have a chat about the, the interview features or the inspirational interviews that you've carried out for us. How do you select people for the interviews? The brief was to select people who would be willing to speak about the impact of the conflict of the troubles, the war in their lives, what actually happened, what they were dealing with, should it be back then, and where they are right now in their lives with that. I'm, I'm looking here at... Uh, for example, Seamus Heaney's interview, and, and as you may know, Seamus' brother was shot dead in the centre of our city. I'm asking Seamus, perhaps even an intrusive question, 
What was that like, Seamus, for you, for your family, for the community? How did you deal with that? And what is it you're doing now mm. in the community? Because Seamus is a very much esteemed community development and community relations worker in the city, director of the, the Healthy Living Centre in Selder Drive in Craigan. So it's focusing on how the troubles had impacted, but also what was the way forward or what was his contribution to a way forward? Not just within himself and within his family, but in the wider community. I know you've done 30 at this point. Any particularly impactful stories for you? I, you know, the, I think the, the truthful answer to that is they're all impactful. Mm. Because once a person uh, starts to trust you enough to tell you about something that is so personal, so intimate, so horrifying as their brother being shot dead mm. right in the, in, in the centre of town in broad daylight, that's going to impact and going to hold that. Uh, it's also going to impact how, for example, Seamus has dealt with that and how he's got involved and embraced and been, I guess, a charismatic figure in community relations work, community development mm. work in town. But I look down at the list there. There's the Caroline, who, as a teenager, met a British soldier at Bishop Gate, arguably the love of her life. So it's a very intimate and personal story as well and it's a, it's a it's a story of joy but it's also a story of loss because right. eventually in that story there are people who come along and say you know you need to stop having a relationship with this soldier or we will do damage to you and that damage most likely would be tarring and feathering public ritual of shaming mm. as I look at the list uh, I see Nigel Hussey here Nigel certainly laughs through the interview and is, it's entertaining, but he's also talking about horrible things that became normal mm. in, in our community in the 70s and 80s because he was the manager of an off-licence and so he's frequently talking about IRA people or gunmen or gun women coming in and, and looking to rob the place or blow the place up. How do you deal with that? Oh, I guess one of the ways Nigel dealt with that is his, is his own great good humour that has carried him through and indeed has carried him through severe personal illness in the last number of years. The stories, even those few that you've already mentioned, reflect the broad spectrum of people that, that make up this society. So you've managed to secure people from, or secure interviews with people from a range of different backgrounds, from all walks of life. Yes. I'm thinking here of James King, who people... Uh, may not be aware uh, comes from the Protestant community comes originally from Larne mm. uh, as James would say there I've said it I'm from Larne but who is most known in this city for his wonderful crazy anarchic uh, street theatres and community drama Eamon O'Donnell former prisoner Republican former prisoner and very very capable youth worker particularly in Strathfoyle and of course on top of the hill where he's from thinking here also of Amanda Fullerton whose father, Eddie Fullerton, was killed in Cock Hill, uh, just okay. outside Crana by a, a loyalist gang. And I think part of what enables her to get through is his, her quest and her family's quest for truth and justice around uh, the murder of her daddy. Mm. Uh, and of course, that takes me back to your original question. These things are all deeply memorable, you know, because it's, it's a privilege I think people overuse this word, maybe I overuse it, but when people sit down and tell you this kind of stuff, it is a privilege. Mm. And these are going to be released once a week now, 
for the the next year or so as we put them all out? Yeah, so the first one is happening, is being released uh, with Seamus Heaney on April 27. I look forward to hearing them all, Eamon. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. This podcast is funded by the Central Good Relations Fund, the Reconciliation Fund of the Department of Foreign Affairs, and co-funded by the Derry City and Strabane District Council and the Community Relations Council. So, Jared, the Hollywell Shoe, tell me about that. What, what's, where did that idea come from? I'm going to start this new project, and it's based on the Detroit Soup model. Mm-hmm. And the Detroit Soup model, as the name might suggest, comes from the States. A project where people gather together to support local projects. The way that it works is, in Detroit, people bring either soup or a salad to an event, pay an entrance fee, hear a pitch from four organisations, and then they vote for the organisations. And the one that receives the most votes gets the money that was taken at the door in order to implement their community project. So we've changed it a wee bit. We are going to provide the food for people. So we're not asking people to bring a bowl of food along with them. But we are asking them to pay an entrance fee. And that entrance fee then will be the prize money for the, the project. If we're going to hear pitches from four different projects. We're going to do this three times. So in total, we need 12 projects to engage with us. We're going to train people up, give them a wee bit of support on how best to do a pitch. And then we're going to do three events, four pitches at each event. So if I was interested in pitching, not me particularly, but anybody else listening, how do they go about it? We're doing it really quickly. We want to hear from people by the 5th of May because we have to identify the 12 groups over the next few weeks uh, that are going to receive support. We've already got a programme outlined, a programme of support, and that pitch development, if you like. But we want to identify the groups as quick as we can. So if people go to um, hollywellstew.com, there's an online application form. It's dead simple. It's name and address. And then we're asking people to upload one page, one side of A4, on what project that is that they'd like to put forward. And if we can get 12 projects, that's brilliant. From the people who put themselves forward, we'll then arrange who's going to do what on which day. And we're going to sell tickets and whatever else and get people to come along with a view to having the first of them and around the end of May. People apply, then you will help them to try and sort of focus their pitch? At least a day-long piece of training where they'll be able to practice the pitch, practice the pitch and then practice presenting it in front of the other groups as well. But it is a real opportunity for some groups to get. We're estimating between 500 and £600 for their project, which can make a big difference to some yeah, groups to get some projects off project, yeah, yeah. definitely. and alongside that whatever their pitch is I'd be asking for things like volunteer support as well so that it's not always a financial contribution is what they're looking for and if people are willing to give time to a project your project might even be the most successful on the night that might win all the votes but you might get one or two people to get involved in the programme mm. that you're delivering. Yeah. And, and that might be as valuable as actually one. So I see everybody learning from the process. Mm-hmm. And we also be able to engage people locally who be able to say, look, I contributed to this project. And then at the second and third events, we're going to hear back from the successful projects from the first event mm. and the second event. So they'll come back and go, we were successful, we got... £500 and here's what we yeah. did with it mm. just so people are kept informed about what happened No, that's actually a great idea mm. Very innovative I think it's a good way too to bring people together just through a meal and then for people to be 
I suppose, a bit more aware of, of some of the work that's going on as well. Yeah. From people's that, ideas. That's it. Well, Very one of the things, as you know yourself, that works really well is you get to know someone when you break bread together hmm. and you build up that relationship whenever you're sharing food. Yeah. And this is a way of combining, starting to get the work done, allowing people to contribute and support projects as well as breaking bread and have that yeah. social interaction as well. So and we're as well as giving some of the... Um, I suppose a start or an opportunity to people if they do have an idea that they, they need a wee bit of money for to get it started so sounds yeah. great yeah that's it available for free downloading and streaming from the Hollywell Trust podcast SoundCloud page and iTunes we have our first of our civic conversations specials I'm here to talk about how we can create a city with youth in mind between April 2014 and March 2015 8,888 self-harm presentations to A&E and within that number there are young people between the age of 15 and 19 that are half them cases so it'll be 4,444 cases in A&E. The percentage of 100 young people who wanted to leave was 95. So 95 out of 100 young people did not see their future in dairy and did not intend to come back, which means that for your generation <laughs> there's not going to be anybody left and for those that are here there won't be a voice to speak on your behalf that's a civic conversations with young people in mind available for download from our SoundCloud and iTunes pages on May 2nd. To stay up to date with all new episodes from the Hollywell Trust podcast and testimony series, follow us on SoundCloud.com, search for Hollywell Trust, or subscribe to us on iTunes. Again, find Hollywell Trust. That's the end of our first episode of the Hollywell podcast. Did you enjoy that, Roger? No, I did. I enjoyed it very much. So just a reminder that the first in our testimony series is out on Thursday the 27th of April and it'll feature an interview between Eamon Baker and Seamus Heaney. As usual, we really have to thank our funders. The funders of this project are the Department of Foreign Affairs and then Hollywood Trust receives core support through Derry City and Strabane District Council through the Community Relations Council for Northern Ireland and the interviews featuring in the Hollywell Testimony Series were supported by the Executive Office through the Central Good Relations Fund. If you want to find out more information about our work, you can visit our website, which is hollywelltrust.com. For upcoming events, such as on Thursday the 27th, we are co-hosting an event with NICFA and the Department of Infrastructure looking at Brexit. For more information on that event and others that we do, you can visit hollywellevents.com. And then you can just keep an eye on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Trust, our Twitter feed at Hollywell T. And of course, if you're looking to make a, an application to the Hollywell Stew project, it's hollywellstew.com. So, Rasheen, thank you very much. Looking forward to hearing your special uh, next Tuesday on yeah, the 22nd of May, mm-hmm. your civic conversation on the yeah. citizen jury. Mm-hmm. That's Northwest Civic Activism Project, so we'll be focusing on the citizen jury that took place... Um, earlier in April well really looking forward to that and so thanks looking forward to talking to you next time you can stay up to date with us on our social media pages on Facebook look for the Hollywell Trust and on Twitter it's at Hollywell Tea